0: On November 9th, 2018, 11 days before my 40th birthday, I started a Facebook blog page called Zero Shame 40s. It was an homage to my shame-focused therapy, and for some reason, people liked it, and now there's a podcast. The page is all about me, Lacey J., but the podcast is all about you. My friends and family have agreed to chat with me about their unique lives. Everyone has something to say if you're willing to listen. These... Our Zero Shame Stories. Hello, 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 ZSFers. It's the last episode of season one of Zero Shame Stories. I cannot believe it. I'm here. It's me, Lacey J. Guess who else?
1: You know who else.
0: It's (laughs) bad. So, um... I'm weirdly emotional about this. Like, we started this podcast, had no idea what we were doing, and it has been quite a fucking learning experience to the point where I had to re-record one. I had to scrap several, and I'll be contacting these people to see if they'd like to be a part of season two. Um, It's been an interesting ride, and I feel like we learned so much uh, that's going into our next ventures, and I'm, like, so appreciative of all the people that let me to them and interview them for this season. Um, what do you have to say, Ben, how traumatic was it for you when we first started <laughs> this podcast?
1: Well, I mean, I think it was more than just starting this podcast. It was starting this podcast, starting one of the other podcasts. And, um,
0: I like to, um, overbook myself. I go really big. I try to do yeah. everything at one time. And, yeah. and in this case, I dragged Ben into it and, uh, yeah, it was a wild ride in the beginning, and most of the mistakes made were mine, and most of the time taken was his fixing it. So
1: I I, I did spend a lot of time working on ones that ended up never that, n- that because yeah. they re- <laughs> from a pod- if it requires a lot of editing work, you're in trouble.
0: Yeah, well, and the other thing was like we we've made so many changes. Like in the beginning, you were just kind of trying to do everything, and then. Uh, you you made us like a really cool spreadsheet and I started doing the edits and like you were using, making, doing the software or whatever I'm trying to say. But, um, we have a spreadsheet where I tell you like where to cut and I've had some really complicated episodes this season and I feel really awesome about like my, I don't know, listening, editing type skills. I feel like they've been honed and it's been really fun and awesome to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're definitely the last half of the season was certainly a lot, a lot less work than the right. first half.
0: Right. We've we kinda we yeah, we kind of figured it out, which is cool because we're super excited about the Lost in my 40s podcast and like everything that we've learned from this and Mowage, which was sort of it was different because with Mowage, it's just us talking to each other. It's not anybody that we have to interview. We don't have to worry about the internet or anything. We just record everything locally in our home. Yeah. So that that's been easier kind of from the beginning than trying to um, do all the like interviews during COVID. And, and also just with people who didn't live near me, which is those are some of the episodes that I had to scrap where people that lived really far away and like the t- the internet delay like made the conversation really awkward or you just couldn't hear it. Or there were some like the background noise was too much before I knew what to say to people. And then, you know, I I learned a lot. Oh my god! I can totally hear our dog. I know. I know.
1: We're sitting here. We're sitting here talking about like production values and how, how we've learned so much. And she's literally behind Ooh. me, just whining right yeah. now. Oh
0: my god! <laughs> Welp. Yeah. You know. I mean, we're doing this in our house or whatevs. Yeah. Um. Okay. So speaking of like the quality of podcasts and the things that we learned today's pod was one of the first that I recorded. It was recorded actually in March um, because it's my very uh, dear friend, Christy, who I've known for 20 some odd years, who's on the Lost in My 40s podcast. She was also in episodes, uh, I think, three and four on MS. Might have been four and five. No, I think it was three and four. And um, yeah, so this is a special episode. Like episode six was was, uh, my dear friend, Josh, It's the same kind of format where we just like talk and, you know, reminisce or whatever. But the point is that it was recorded in March. It was before we figured the sound out correctly. It's got like a different mic that we used. And so it's going to sound like as every podcast got better, we're suddenly going to get to this one and it's not going to sound as good as the later ones. So I just want to tell you that was why I, you know, I did this with Christy early on when I was still kind of getting used to what all of this meant. So,
1: yeah, I mean, there's and I think this is something that.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. What is her problem? Seriously. <laughs> and she's fine.
1: She doesn't. She doesn't make a noise. The second oh I start. The second I start talking, she starts whining
0: Okay. Oh, because
1: she hears our one of our other dogs barking and now oh, she wants to go investigate.
0: God. Well, put her outside. Let her investigate all she fucking wants. I don't care. Guys. Look, we're actually going to miss you. We love these little chats that we have. And while Ben is doing that, before he comes back to say whatever he wanted to say, let me say this. If you like this kind of stuff and you want to still chill and hang out with us, please just go to Patreon. Patreon.com slash zero shame 40s, all spelled out F-O-R-T-I-S. Wait, (laughs) T-I-E-S. Oh, shit. Wow. What I was saying is, uh come to patreon.com slash zero shame forties and uh we will have some some special content for you guys. It's just kind of like these chats uh with Ben and I. And it's also part of Mowage as well. These two podcasts have always been, you know, their cousins, I guess, and an offshoot of the page themselves. But anyway, Ben, you were about to say something before she lost her shit. Would you like to continue?
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, I think with podcasting, you know, since a, a lot of people are doing it, there's a couple of things that, um, you know, from the ones that I, that I listen to that um, recording things, you know, there, there's a lot of technique that's actually required to record things well. Um, and one of them is like, you know, just having a decent mic and mic technique, yeah. but the room you're <clears throat> in is extremely important.
0: I also have terrible mic techniques. Oh, my ears is
1: the worst. Well, yeah. here's the
0: thing. I cannot actually physically stand still without going mad yeah. or sit still. So I'm constantly, I'm moving, I'm flexing this muscle, I'm sitting this way, I'm leaning forward. I'm like, whatever. Every time I laugh, I pitch forward. You pitch
1: forward and nearly deep throat the mic. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, your laugh yeah. is loud, anyways. Right.
0: Right. So instead of just laughing like normal, I'm like, ha, 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 ha like, yeah, not, like an yeah. idiot. Yeah, exactly. Did yeah. that hurt you guys' ears? I'm so sorry. No, see, so, there,
1: there's, a th- there's a thing called compression <laughs> that I'll use to make sure that that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't happen. happen. Yes,
0: Yeah, so pretty much what we're saying here is I make a lot of work for you because I can't stop moving. I'm terrible. Your, at
1: your, your technique's gotten better <laughs> throughout these seasons. I'm trying.
0: I try, I try more to sit still and you give me advice and you... Tell me the things, and I appreciate it, and I, I try. Um, I'm just very wiggly. I don't know. Anyways, that's the disclaimer for today's podcast. It's a
1: really long-winded way of saying <laughs> it. Sorry if this doesn't sound as good as some of the as other ones.
0: The well, and also the thing, okay, so we have my dear friend Christy and I have a tradition every time we see each other. Um, We have been friends for 20-plus years. We only actually live next to each other or in the same area for about two, maybe three years. And we've been friends for 23, four years. Um, So we always travel to see each other. And when we do that, we always, always, always have brunch. We always, always, always have mimosas. So for this interview, uh, we decided to have mimosas. And I actually get really drunk. I think we both do, but I get increasingly obnoxious um, I definitely use the word considered at one point instead <laughs> instead of considered.
1: I, I considered some capffy.
0: Oh Jesus, so yeah, I mean, it's a hot mess, but it's fun, and we reminisce. And if you enjoyed the Josh episode, you'll enjoy this Christy episode as well. Um let me think, what else are we talking about this week? Okay, let's let's pivot into something. I'm gonna pivot into the into the shit world that we live in, uh, because I got one other happy thing uh, on my list of things to talk about, so we'll sandwich that in there. So, like I said, uh this podcast comes out today, Sunday, what, the January 25th, and we are- January real- 25th? Did I say January?
1: I'm fairly certain you just said January 25th.
0: <laughs> July 25th? That's- weird.
1: It's going to be weird um, when I go back and listen to it and realize you actually said July but somehow I heard January. No, I, I'm convinced that shit happens. No,
0: I'm sure that it was me. Um so July 25th but we're, like I said we're recording this a Thursday before. So any big news that happened Thursday night through <laughs> Sunday, that's why we're not talking about it. But what's going on right now is <laughs> this MAGA insurrection, like congressional panel, um, the Republicans voted against having a bipartisan commission. And had they agreed to the bipartisan commission, they would have had veto power over any decision made by the commission. They would have had power because that's the way that it works. But they had to, you know, be whiny little bitches and follow the lead of the whiny little bitch in chief. And refused to do that. So Pelosi's like, well, fuck you. I'm the Speaker of the House. I'm going to go ahead with it, which she has to, because the depths of what happened on that day, <laughs> I don't I don't think we quite know yet. Um, so anyway, so now they're being fucking dramatic because Liz Cheney agreed to be on the commission, which means it is bipartisan, which means it, that is within the rules of the House of Representatives that uh, Nancy Pelosi can go forward with this. And um, Kevin McCarthy's having a fucking hissy fit over it because she said she wouldn't let Jim Jordan be on the panel, committee, whatever it is, which is, I mean, he'd only be there to disrupt things. So now Kevin McCarthy's like pitching a fit and being like, well, if he can't be on it, then we'll have no Republicans. Who cares? I don't care. Go away. All of this fucking theater and these Republicans and the fact that they're still kowtowing to Trump it's horrible it's embarrassing it's dangerous um i i hope that this commission that nancy pelosi is putting together does the right work and presents it in the right way i think that the democrats really handled the second impeachment trial really well um the the way that they presented that case and i and i hope that they follow that sort of um I don't know template I I I guess uh just just being thorough presenting facts not being fucking dramatic uh and I think that is I think the country deserves to know what happened and who was involved and how high up it went because there was planning there were groups that were planning this for a while and you know Trump was just the the catalyst he was the spark that set these fucks off and um yeah I think we deserve I think we deserve to know, and I and and I think if the Republicans want to go sit in the corner and pout, then fuck them.
1: Yeah, I mean they don't do anything anyway.
0: They cry like they little cry bitches. like
1: little fucking bitches.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, uh, I mean they're the worst. And the whole thing—it's funny about that, like the personal responsibility crowd and the people that think you know we're a bunch of snowflakes or whatever. These people have got the thinnest fucking skin.
0: Well, because everything is projection. It's all. It's all projection. Everything they say about us is really them. And they they really are the snowflakes. They cannot deal with any reality outside of like white supremacy basically. Uh you know, white white Christian supremacy for a lot of them. They,
1: no, I mean they live in abject terror of, of anything everything outside, everything of outside of I know. Like and it's just well, that's what I, ha- you know, I, when you
0: don't know anything, everything is scary. And what I find when I talk to people like this is that they don't fucking know anything. No. They don't know anything. And and the they don't know anything because they don't know how to think. And that's a failure of our education system and the focus of it. Instead of, like, testing and memorizing facts, why don't we teach people how to fucking think? Teach people how to think. If you teach people how to think and they understand logic and fallacies and— and and they know how to spot those kind of things. Everything else will fall well, into place. The
1: thing is, is a lot of us went went through like the public public ex bleep, the public <laughs> education system, yeah. and not all of us are a bunch of fucking idiots that can't think. So I, I, don't, I, know, I don't I don't know, I know if it's the education system. Other than it's probably I'm saying the, masses. the upbringing I'm saying, of these people. Well, their their yes. parents were probably pieces of shit.
0: Well. But their uh, what I'm saying is their parents weren't taught how to think either. No, you know, and we don't learn those kind of skills until we get into college, which is why these people that are stuck in this this terrified existence, afraid of anything that they don't understand, is is because like and and then they hate higher education. It's oh, because yeah. that's it's because that's when you learn these skills. Well, imagine if we taught people these things at the age of reason. I think I went on a rant about this last I week. Think you even. Did. Yeah. It's just like I. I it just, it seems so fucking simple to me, but it's so easy to sit here in front of a microphone and yap my mouth. But, like, how do you change the country? How do you change the world? It's its such a...
1: Just leave everything as is and let the Delta variant do its work? <laughs> I mean, it's, like, I don't, they're, I don't, they're setting themselves uh, up. They're setting yeah, themselves I mean, up to die.
0: I know. I don't have that on a list of, like, things to talk about today, I always jot down a few things in case my mind goes blank from like anxiety or something. But um, we've touched on this before. I'm having real, I'm having real sort of moral, ethical dilemmas in, in in my head because I want I want there to be consequences for actions. And I see a lot of these stories, and I see a lot of these people that were like, I thought it was a hoax, and you know, now I'm intubated or whatever. There's shit like that. I mean, th- th- there's stuff like that has been for the entire pandemic, but especially now, because the only people that are hospitalized and dying are the unvaccinated. And it's like, I, I want there to be consequences, but I know that not everyone is this stubborn asshole, this stubborn, selfish asshole that's not going to do anything for anyone else no matter what. I know those people are out there, but there are some valid you know vaccine hesitant people and there's the black community which have absolute right to be oh, yeah. suspicious of of vaccines if anyone is confused about what i'm talking about please google the tuskegee Imper- experiments like it's, it's they're, they're they're, it's they're i know uh, well yeah but what i'm saying is like we were, we were listening, I don't know even what news program it was, it doesn't matter, but we were listening to a woman who was in the hospital who was talking about how she was so scared to get the vaccine and now she has COVID and she's so super sick. And she was African American and I couldn't help but think like, and she sounded older, right? And it was just like, Jesus Christ, I mean, I understand where her head is at. And so I think about these people and how they are going to be hurt. By this Delta strain, but I also think about the the anti-vax, just the mean and, and the lying crowd and the and the misinformation crowd and and and, that,
1: and that's where I think the change has to be made. Like the 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 sort of uh, the media outlets that are that are that are perpetrating these these lies. It's the same, you know, it's the same thing. Oh, the big steal. Oh, this is all a hoax or whatever. Like, right. these media networks, they need to be held accountable for massive amounts of misinformation. Do you
0: mean by networks or, or the platforms? Because I think a reckoning for platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, like whatever.
1: All of them. I think, Every one of them.
0: I think there's a reckoning coming for these platforms. And I think that we're going to see, I hope, some laws change where... Where they need to be responsible for the content that they allow out there. And like Facebook is, I mean, we've talked about it a hundred times. I'm still banned. I've got another 20 days on my ban for calling someone for fat shaming. I mean, it's like uh, they're they're on the wrong side of every issue and their algorithms suck. And I think
1: yet everybody still uses it because everyone's hooked.
0: Well, you know, I, I, I... you're you're a little more sour on social media than I am. Always have been. Not entire- all of it. Not no, all of no, it. not all like, of it. But- like
1: twi- Twitter's a, Twitter's a gutter.
0: I well, and- so here's a funny, the interesting thing though. Like I think it was episode five when I had my cousin on and we talked about it. Like he talked about science Twitter and how it's yeah, like, yeah. F- and how it's really great and like forwarding the the advancement of science and scientists yeah, being able to that's connect. True the the cesspool is political twitter and yeah. that's why i have a hard time being on it sometimes because those are the people that i follow and i get upset when i see it point is like yeah. what i'm talking about is uh, i think there needs to be a reckoning for like some responsibility for these platforms yeah. they they've got they can't they can't just do what they want and like create their own courts and their own laws and their own rules yeah. it's we are still in the infancy of the information age, of the internet. Like, we, we've we got a generation and a half now of, uh, about since, since the internet became readily available for everyone. Well, I think what we forget is that this is still new and making decisions to change the status quo is not as revolutionary as, you know, these platforms would want you to feel because they're on the other side. But, like, we we can see the effects here. We can see when democracy is weakened because of these platforms, Facebook in particular And like it's okay to take steps to, to counteract that we've we, we have to do that. We have to learn from 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 the lessons of the last, what, two decades, I guess, is about when, you know, the kind of like rise and takeover of the internet or takeover of the world by the internet. Is that that's about right? Yeah. Two well, two and a half, probably. Cause we were, you know, when we were in high school, mid nineties, it was, you know, AOL chat and, and, and that kind of thing. But it, it really was early two thousands and on, I guess, that that the internet started to yeah. become th- a regular part of life. I think it was right?
1: late nineties. I think it was like Yeah. Yeah, between it like, was like
0: Napster time, yeah, it was, between it was like '96 and
1: 2000, it was it was fairly primitive, and mm-hmm. then, um, you know, and then like anything else, it got more. It, it, I mean, the money found it, you know, yeah. and that's that's ultimately what it is now. It's like the same place where you know magazines and newspapers and and cable news and all of these other things and all these other networks and all this way of like getting entertainment and information to people all got consolidated in this yeah. one place. Yeah. And because of that, those that had those, that own those platforms became incredibly powerful because they ultimately held, um, they held all the cards and the advertisers was just like, okay, you know, we're on board. We can target all of our stuff better. Sweet. So everything that, that type of um, predictive algorithms and all these type of other things that, that are that are driving people down these, you know, down these rabbit holes. Yeah. And YouTube, a lot of that stuff was developed for advertising. Right you know so it's it's all one I and the i also same.
0: think there's a reckoning for capitalism coming i certainly hope so the thing is is that this country is teetering on that a reckoning for 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 capitalism whether that means like regulations or what whatever else you know that biden and the democrats are trying to change this country by passing some leg- I'm digressing i'm digressing from a digression
1: that's you do that you do that and you know what really grinds my gears
0: you gotta throw family guy in there look i'm gonna stop all of the digressions because really this entire conversation started with me complaining about kevin mccarthy and jim jordan somehow we got here
1: yeah what I, I mean what
0: i want look what i want to say is like shit is fucked up right now
1: <laughs> i had a dream that both of them were hanged from yard arms
0: Who? Both of who? Jim Jordan and Kevin McCarthy? Yes. Dream. That was a dream. This is not a threat. We do not recommend (laughs) threatening.
1: It was was a wet dream for me.
0: Ew! Oh, God. (laughs) God. So, I was chatting um, with our friend Derek today. You guys probably listened to his podcast last week, which was super... Amazing that he was willing to uh, talk about that. But we were chatting today, and uh, he wanted me to add something to our intro chat. And so he said, hey, uh, did you see all that about how Trump is framing the insurrection as a bunch of... uh, Loving, loving people. They were there. They were loving, and it was like a love fest. I think he even. Said.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, it's com- almost indistinguishable from uh, from f- Woodstock.
0: Yeah <laughs> what What is going on with these people? Like, they they beat a police officer with a fucking American flagpole. It what? Was what, are you t- what? Yeah, sure. The the way that these people could rewrite history and just even just in the moment, like we were, it was just a couple months ago. We were all here. We saw what happened. And the thing is, all these talking heads have to do is repeat this enough times and it starts being parroted back to them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Trump learned that. He learned that from Goebbels. Yep. I mean, fucking. Create
1: a a feedback loop.
0: Yeah. I think what, what, I don't remember the exact co- quote, excuse me, but, um, yeah, Goebbels was like, if you say, saying, say say something enough times, you know, people will start to believe it is the general, like, idea. Yeah. And that is essentially, I mean, that's been the Republican playbook for, I believe, like, my lifetime, at least in the time that I've paid attention to politics. It's like, just choose a lie and just say it over and over and over and over and over yep. again. And uh, Trump is— he has taken advantage of that, and now there's this sort of machine behind him, and they just they say these things, and they and they um, rewrite history right before our eyes. And it's I, mean, I don't really know what to say. It's ha, ha, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's disheartening.
1: It is disheartening. I don't I don't think there's any real progress on this that can be made. Like you said, there needs to be a reckoning and there needs to be a reckoning that comes in a lot of different forms.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really hopeful that that that, that, that doesn't mean like a like a war, like a civil war type reckoning. I really no, what, really what I really don't fucking want that what to I, happen. What,
1: what I hope it means is that we have some sort of uh massive public works project that creates well, a lot of jobs tra- and everyone realizes, hey, the way to do this is to actually build our country and build the things that we want to do. Well here. that's what
0: Biden and Buttigieg are trying to do. Exactly. Build that better. That's, that's what exactly they want right. to do. It's like can't just can it get done because the the problem is the problem with the fucking Democrats is that they play by the rules. <laughs> which is what you would want, yeah. I think. Um and don't fucking at me. I get it. Not every Democrat is a saint. Some of them are terrible. There's a lot of lobbying and there's money. I get it. But they the they party trying, on the whole, yeah, and they, 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 and the leadership right now, currently, they are trying to get things done within the, within the context of the rules of our government. And when you have another side that just cheats all the fucking time, it's hard. Yeah. And I hope, I hope they can pass the the legislation that they want, and I hope that it benefits the American people, and I hope that fucking rich people have to pay for it, quite honestly. And oh,
1: did you see that the, that uh? Uh, Jeff Bezos thing where he came, he came, he, you know, launched off his dick rocket. And when he came back in in the press conference, he says, I want to thank all yeah. the uh, Amazon customers and employees. yeah You, 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 paid, you for paid for this for yeah, this. And I said was like, that. I was like, oh, my God, you fucking said that he
0: didn't he didn't get it. He thought that that was a positive thing. He thought that telling everyone who's ever shopped at Amazon or worked at Amazon that their money or their labor paid for his dick waving trip into fucking space he thought that was a positive thing to say you know, what the fuck
1: i would love to start taking all I'm the,
0: over billionaires
1: all the all the like all the blue origin assets all the stuff for for spacex you know fuck virgin galactic i mean he's not a he's not an astronaut by the way richard branson he's not a fucking astronaut yeah
0: branson comes back and he's like um I've been to space and I'm an astronaut. No one can ever take that away no, from me. Fuck no, you, no, asshole!
1: Absolutely wrong. If Fuck you me. if if your dick has not entered a vagina, you're a virgin. And <laughs> wait, he, what? And, wait. What
0: are we talking about? <laughs> he
1: did not go to space. Right. He went to the uppermost atmosphere, but he did yeah. not cross the actual line that that that.
0: He's an astronaut and can't yeah. take it away from him.
1: No, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's any different than anyone that's ever ridden a 737 at this point, except he has a lot more money. I really wish we would take all of these rockets and start launching them with all of these these all these right winger motherfuckers in Congress or whatever. Just, just
0: launch them into space.
1: Launch them into space, and then just you <laughs> know work it out. Just do a just do a massive uh, you know deorbit and let them fall into the fucking sun. <laughs> I mean that's reality TV. I would I would pay to just watch the entire Republican Senate sitting in a rocket as it fall, <laughs> as it falls toward the sun.
0: Yeah. Um yeah.
1: <laughs> wet dream again. A, 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 a wet dream in a space suit.
0: Um yeah, I mean it's it's hard. It's hard to not it's hard to not feel this way because these people are trying to destroy this country. (laughs) It's really fucked up.
1: They're trying to, yeah, they're trying to literally get around the fact that we're supposed to be able to vote for our elected officials. They're trying to get around the rules in general. They're trying to get around the fact that they are the minority, that their lack of ideas is apparent, that they have not had a real platform in 30 years at this point.
0: But the people that that are currently left in the GOP are that, support the GOP are all emotional fucking toddlers they cannot stand the idea that they have would have to share power or share space with anyone else and they're kicking and screaming and crying about it and they will cheat and lie and gerrymander and do whatever it is that they can do to keep power because they're so fucking scared that if they don't have it they're going to get abused because that's projection and they are the abusers they are the ones that treat everyone like shit and that's what they're so afraid of is that they'll get it back at them. And all what they don't understand is that the rest of us we just want to be left the fuck alone. To fucking live our lives in any fucking way that we choose. And if you want to go and you want to be a white supremacist asshole somewhere in your fucking house, you go do that.
1: Go for it. You go yeah. <laughs> you,
0: you you go do yeah. that. I don't care. Can yeah. we can we just be allowed to just live the way that we want? And that is the difference yeah. between these these fucks, this 30%, these emotional toddler, whiner pieces of shit, and everyone else is that we, as everyone else, don't give a fuck what you're doing as long as you just don't leave hurt leave us people. alone. Just yeah. fucking leave us alone. It's so simple. Um, but
1: I, lo- I love and I love their whole stance about like big government. Like we don't want big government unless Except you. Ha- Except for
0: everything you, we want to yeah, tell you um, to do. Unless, yeah. unless unless
1: you have a unless you have a baby inside you, in which case that is now that is now the dominion of the government. It's, yeah. I mean, they like nothing. None of their arguments stand up to even yeah. the slightest. I mean. <sighs> uh
0: both wound up now we have been at this for like a half an hour already it's a it's a long intro but it's our last for a little while for everyone if you want more of this type of content where ben and i (laughs) we just come we talk to you we talk about politics we're gonna and we talk to you about our relationship and we talk to you about whatever else go to patreon.com slash zero shame 40s um
1: what what's up next
0: well hold on I want everybody to do one more thing for me, please, on whatever app that you are listening to this right now, go in there, go to search, look for Lost in My 40s. It's a 40S. No apostrophe, people. We, we speak English. So um, go there, subscribe, click download on the trailer that is there. And then wait for more content. You can also please, 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 please go to the Facebook page, Lost in My 40s, like it and follow it. Uh, There's going to be awesome content there. You are going to find things uh, relevant to the, the podcast on the page. Please do that. Wow, other than that, guys, we will be back as soon as we possibly can. It won't be long, just probably a few months, and we'll have some new interviews for you. Like I said, in the meantime, go to patreon.com slash zero shame 40s. And up next (laughs) is my dear friend, Christy. We talk for a little while. We drink some mimosas. We get in a fraction of the stories of our friendship. I've already decided I have to have her back at some point to do another one of these. And um, I don't know. What else? What do you have to say, Ben? You love Christy.
1: I do. I love her. I think we should. I think we should let let these folks listen to it.
0: <laughs> that was my husband's super polite way of telling me to shut the fuck up. So here's Christy. We'll see you next season.
2: I just, I'm breathing. <laughs> I know. Just. <laughs> Okay, it's recording. <laughs> the first
0: thing is, I'm breathing! Yeah, no, just keep it, keep it where it is on your chin so it doesn't
2: pull the sound from your nose. Okay, that's what happened. I just exhaled yeah. normally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No breathing while
0: recording. You have your mimosa?
2: <laughs> Cheers! <laughs> Cheers!
0: I'm downstairs in like the recording area, and so I poured myself the biggest uh mimosa I could.
2: That's I like just a t- brought my stuff up to the office away.
0: with me. <laughs> this is like this is about two tablespoons of orange juice and the
2: rest <laughs> is
0: champagne. The yes, rest is exactly. champagne
2: <laughs> Okay, so that's because you know how to make a proper a mimosa. That's correct. Um all right
0: so here's what we're doing. We're joined by Christy today. This is, we are now recording our very first special episode. I have less of a format for these than uh, the ones um, where I'm, you know, interviewing formally. So really, I just kind of want to take some time and revisit our friendship, our relationship. And um, we'll see where it goes. There's like no plan for this whatsoever other than to drink these mimosas. So, um okay, so let's start. How long have we how long have we known each other now? Twenty. It was the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So late nineties. It was ninety nine.
2: Because ninety nine was it's the success. first New Year's that I spent with Caleb and we all met that year. Okay.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then and then the summer of ninety nine was that, big
2: that crazy summer. summer. <laughs>
0: yeah. Where we were all partying and And you lived in Ghetto Lake. Going to raves. That's correct. That is correct. What was it really called? Willow Lake. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Right. Um, that's right. Yeah. So I was living in an apartment with, well, it depends. Two to three other guys. It depends if you count our the guy on guy the couch. On the couch. <laughs> yes. So you and I met when I when I quit my job at Chili's and I went to a place called Rocky Run, which was a. Um, local chain, essentially in the Baltimore area. Right. Yeah. And we met and
2: you hated me.
0: (laughs) I feel like the feeling
2: was mutual. (laughs)
0: Tell me, tell me more about that.
2: Let's start there. I don't even remember exactly why. It's just, we both have such strong personalities Yeah, and I was a shift leader because I had been there longer than you. Oh, and And I was
0: probably a pain in the ass.
2: Probably. I don't remember exactly, but I don't think that you liked it when I would tell you that you had more work to do before you could be done with your shift. (laughs) Before I could have a cigarette. Those were my smoking days. Um,
0: Yeah, and I don't even really remember how it started. I remember how it ended, how the, the animosity ended. We'll talk about that in a second. But I do very clearly recall, like... We would pass each other on the line and just kind of mumble like bitch. "bitch," like under- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, under our breath, be like "bitch," well, fuck you. And um, that was that was how our relationship started. But then one day we were out back, both having cigarettes in the smoking days, and what happened? What did what, what information did you find out that changed your mind?
2: Well, there were two different things that I remember oh, distinctly. Not the, one of, not, the, not the one about your sister. We'll talk about okay. that in a
0: second. I know okay. what you're thinking.
2: The <laughs> you, other about- You uh, were talking to date. somebody about um, birthdays and astrological signs. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you said your birthday or if you said that you were a Scorpio. And I was like, you're a Scorpio? And you said, yeah, <laughs> why? I was like, well, because I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> And then we were both kind of like, oh, Oh. oh, (laughs) and then that was,
0: yeah, that was the beginning of our friendship because when we were in our twenties, we took things very seriously. Only the important issues, (laughs) (laughs) like astrological signs. And yeah. And one of those was (laughs) our birthdays are six days apart. So, um, yeah, that was it. And then we were, and then we were besties, I guess, after that, it's a whole new world. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, it was very strange how just all of a sudden we were like, okay, I pick you. Let's oh, go do stuff. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> was sort of like, it was
0: like, oh, that's why you're a bitch. Like, okay, we're, we're bitches together. We're not bitches apart. So then shortly after that, I don't know if it was the same conversation or what, but.
2: Um, no, because we were I standing did, by the ice cream station when we had the second did, conversation.
0: About your sister. Yeah. So, right. So then we started to get to know each other. And you wanted to know like where I had worked previously. And I said, Oh yeah. You know, I came from Chili's and I'm like, Oh, my sister works at Chili's. She's a manager there. And I said, st- I said, Oh, what's her name? And you know, you're like Stacy. And I said, no, no, Stacy's black. And you I said, said,
2: I know <laughs> <laughs> we have different fathers. And Anna's you're like, like oh. oh.
0: <laughs> God, the restaurant days are like, I think it's it's been quite a while since I've had a restaurant dream. But man, back in those days with like the restaurant life, it just took up every second of every moment.
2: Of I my still life. have the dreams from time to time. <laughs> it It was only a few months ago that I had my last one. But yeah, I still have dreams that like, the place reopened and I've got the entire <laughs> top section and nobody's helping me. And they're all just moseying around. And then I wake up screaming, I need help. And Caleb's like, what's <laughs> wrong with you? And I'm like, Oh my God, Rocky run dream. It's the PTSD. Yeah.
0: Mine used to be, <laughs> I'd have the dreams where like people wanting to sit down and none of the tables were bust, And I was trying to wait tables and bust tables all at the same time. And it was like, I was never not in a restaurant because I was either working in one or dreaming about one. I wonder, we'll have to have the listeners comment on the podcast, like, do other people in the restaurant industry, was this the big thing? I recall that our friends always had the restaurant dreams. I wonder if that's like an industry-wide thing.
2: It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So, okay,
0: so that was, that was the beginning of our friendship, and that would have been 1999. So... Let's talk a little bit more about Rocky Run and how much that has <laughs> affected our life. You and I both met our husbands there. Yes. You managed to stay married to yours for two decades.
2: <laughs> I happen to be on my third. <laughs> I'm I'm still married to the same one. Yes, so you yes. know
0: you've managed to stay married. I have been divorced twice. Uh, so it was my first husband that I met there. And really, you know, it was like this brewery that made really bad
2: beer. Oh, God, it was terrible.
0: <laughs> nobody nobody that worked there ever wanted to sell the beers. They had to give us incentives. Like, Remember, I won a week. The contests. Yes, I won a week at the beach once for selling the most of their
2: shitty-ass yeah, beer. People would come in and say, which one of your beers do you like? I'm like, well, we have Sam Adams. And then they'd go, well, <laughs> no, which one of your beers do you like? We also have a fine yingling on tap. You know, like... <laughs>
0: Oh, God. It was awful. Oh, I miss Yangling. I miss Yangling. So people on the on the East Coast and the Northeast will get that reference. Uh, anyone else outside of the Northeast of
2: the United States? It was well, a Pennsylvania no thing.
0: Yes, Pennsylvania, very much a Pennsylvania thing.
2: But really good. Yeah. But we can't drink it anymore. Why? Because What's the owner now? of the the owner of the brewery is a big Trump supporter. I knew it. I knew that's what you were going to say.
0: God, yeah. That's.
2: Yeah, I stopped yeah. drinking that shit like five years, four years ago, whatever. Whenever the dude came out and was like, "I support Donald Trump," I was like, "Well, oh, I don't support oh. your beer anymore."
0: So what you're doing is engaging
2: in cancel culture. Uh huh. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <I am. laughs> exactly right. Yeah, I'm totally okay oh with that. God.
0: All right. So, so back to so Rocky Run in our 20s was basically a giant fuck fest. Everybody had 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 paired off in as many pairs as we probably could and several of us got married there were how many weddings came out of there kelly and, so, I, and you and kate Ca- shannon dave
2: which that's over right,
0: um but over so, recently
2: uh liz and tim i'm pretty sure they're still married um right I don't know. There were so many more, but I just can't remember. Oh, um, Jason and Sarah, but that's over. Oh,
0: and that's over too. Yeah.
2: Um, it,
0: yeah. But there was a handful. It was a handful of weddings and we all kind of got married right around the same time. It was in 2002. Remember mine was the earliest. It was in February. Yours was in October. And I feel like there were a couple in between there too.
2: Yeah, there were. Um, and I think Caleb and I were one of the first couples to get engaged, yep. but you and Kelly, it was like engaged, boom, married. Yes. Um, in
0: fact, I have, I have, essentially eloped all three of my marriages. So with Kelly and I, yes, we got we got married in the public library in Albany, New York. Before he joined the Navy, after we had fled to New York, we can talk about that story in yeah. a second. <laughs> That's a fun one. So yeah, and then and then with Alex, I we just got married in the backyard and had no big deal. And then Ben and I were planning the huge wedding, but of course ended up eloping in Las Vegas. So apparently that's how I roll. I am a serial <laughs> marrier and I'm serial like- eloper. <laughs> to elope. Good God. Um let's talk about your wedding for a second though, because your wedding was one of the coolest weddings i've ever been to tell us what the theme was
2: well we got married at the renaissance festival and everyone who was a participant in the wedding had to be in full costume um so that was a lot of fun and i was was, able to invite like 200 people because all i had to pay for was their entrance fee was yeah yeah that was Um, great
0: and the best part about which i will never forget First of all, all of your bridesmaids, every single one of us, was sobbing through the entire... Oh, my room. God. Freaking. So, in the video, when you watch the video and you're trying to hear Caleb's sister, who did the <laughs> ceremony, you're trying to hear her, and all you can hear is...
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right up until you hear my sister's cell phone start ringing. <laughs> Or and cat-tatter. then I could see her uncomfortably in the video and I could hear her behind me, like in real life going, I'm nice. going to kill him. I'm going to kill him because he was oh, late. God. And so he was trying to call her and oh. ask her where we were in the festival. Oh, and we were literally oh, in the middle of my ceremony. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well he got divorced too. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Forget about him. Um, Yeah. So, so while we're all like snorting and crying like babies, a crowd started to gather at your wedding, like besides my guests. Yeah, yes, yes. So it's just it started in gra- the crowd started getting bigger and bigger, and we found out when it was over, people thought it was a show, like an act, a show. Yes, because we were up on a stage. And, then, and like you guys get married and pe- everybody just starts clapping and oh my God. And we're like, who are these people?
2: Well, and it was funny we... too, because as I was actually walking down to the stage, there were people all around and I could hear them going, oh my God, is this real or is this a show? And I'm, it's real. I'm getting married. <laughs> <This is really laughs> so it was, guys. It was yeah. really, really cool.
0: People were taking pictures and there have got to be pictures of you somewhere on somebody's Facebook where they're like, we saw this. Mock wedding at the Renaissance Festival. Yeah. Oh, there was no Facebook then. Never mind. Oh, fuck. We're old. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was was before Facebook.
2: It was. It was. And you are famous for being late to buying your bridesmaids dresses.
0: Me? I'm famous for that?
2: Yeah. Because my wedding, I remember, it took you forever to buy it. And then Shannon's too. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Damn it. So (laughs) I didn't
0: know I'd become famous for that.
2: Well, I I mean, I expect it of you now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're not getting married again, so it'll be
2: fine. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, Okay, so yeah, your wedding was the awesomest thing. Um, I was actually you... at a different wedding like five years later, one mm-hmm. of Caleb's friends and this older couple who, I guess Caleb had grown up down the street from them, um, had come up to us and they're like, oh my God, we heard about your wedding and how great your wedding was. And I'm like, thanks. That was a few years ago. Now we're at this wedding. So let's pay attention weird. to this wedding. To <laughs> <For> this wedding. <laughs> So, you've actually only been at
0: one of my three weddings because of my um, penchant for elopement.
2: Yeah. And I told you, you that I was, when you called me and said that you were engaged, I was like, okay, can I please come to this one? I'm like, <laughs> please don't get married without me again. I would really like to be at this wedding because yeah. I knew that this one was the right one anyway. That's okay. Right. So, I've had three husbands. <laughs>
0: And which one is your favorite? I know the answer. Ben. <laughs> of course. I love Ben. Yeah, it took me a long time to find find the right person because I was mental and I grew up in trauma and I, I was not really even, I didn't even really grow into an adult until
2: my mid-30s, right? Like, you can attest to that. It took some of us a little bit longer than others. <laughs> and this I was why- in my mid-30s before i had a career and became an adult i think i'm not talking about career i'm talking about like not
0: emotionally a teenager
2: oh okay probably late 20s for me okay yeah. <laughs> mid <laughs> mid 30s for me yeah
0: <laughs> so a little bit yeah a little bit different um so okay do you do you want to dive into into what happened when
2: my first husband and i up and moved New York? Well, let's what go back can- a little bit. <clears throat> oh, let's okay, go okay. backwards a little bit. Before my wedding, when you and Kelly left Rocky Run and you guys moved to like Timonium right. or something.
0: Uh, we were in, we were in Mount Washington. And for people who don't know, that is a neighborhood in Northwestern Baltimore.
2: Yes. So, okay. but that was the like, kind of far away from Columbia, especially for people who drank okay. a lot. You. You need to define far away,
0: folks. What she means is like 25 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) 25. She means 25 minutes because you can't drive home drunk for 25 minutes. That's what you mean.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Um, (laughs) Okay. But also, you guys were suddenly working like normal hours, whereas we were still working bar hours. And you called me one day. So we left. Uh, just to be clear, like I, I finally broke.
0: I couldn't do the restaurant thing anymore. I found this like random job with a credit card company doing collections that paid like eighty thousand dollars a year, and I was twenty one, and I jumped on it. It eventually nearly killed me. I ended up hospitalized with migraines from the stress of trying to collect money from people from poor who were people. in bad situations. Yeah. Um, However, I did that. And then my boyfriend at the time, who ended up being my first husband, followed me. And we moved from basically from a a Washington, D.C. suburb to a neighborhood in North Baltimore. And uh, we worked for this credit card company nine to five. And and then something happened. (laughs) 9-11. Well, 9/11.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, so nine eleven happened, but <laughs> yeah. I think that this was even be- no, so before nine eleven though, um, we weren't seeing each other very often because you worked right. Monday through Friday, nine to five, and we were bartenders. Right, so, you're right. I
0: jumped ahead. Nine eleven was the catalyst for us
2: leaving. fleeing the state. Yeah.
0: Yes, but, but um, you're right. So go back. You and, called and, me. Yeah.
2: yeah, so you called me and you were really upset, and you were like. I haven't like, we haven't seen each other since I moved and started this job and you are important to me. And so we're going to be friends. We're going to make this work. We're going to see each other more often. And that's just how it's going to be. And I was like, Oh, okay. Like my friendship means that much to her that she's like fighting for it, which I love. That's true. That happens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, okay. So then there we, we started, Excuse me, I'm gonna, I'm burping up uh, mimosas. mimosas. So, excuse me <laughs> to the listeners. That nasty ass sound is champagne
2: That's gases releasing from my
0: body. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so what we did, the solution that we came up with is that we were all going to move in with each other. <laughs> yep, I forgot about that. So. Okay. So, so this is what when we disappeared, this is what happened. So, so we decided we were all we were going to look for a house. It was going to be Kelly and I and you and Caleb and and then our Shannon. other friend, Shannon, right? So, the five of us were supposedly looking for a house. Then for some reason, like 9/11 affected me in a way where I was just like I was already stressed out from this job and working in corporate America and seeing, you know, th- this this terrorist attack it like threw me for a loop. And so Kelly and I started talking to him and I was like, you know what we should do? We should just move to New York and live on my on the family farm. Let's just go to my dad's farm and we'll live there and we'll just get away and we won't have to deal with cities, is like what I was thinking. So so we did, but what happened was we forgot to tell anyone. <laughs> because and, and you lost I'm your a, phone charger. Because I'm a spastic, yeah. And I lost my phone charger, so I just stopped answering my phone. Because when we left, we left, we were like broke, right? Because let me tell you, we were in our 20s, and we were making all of this money that we didn't know what to do with, except for we found stuff to do with it. Oh, sure. It didn't save any of it. We had no money. We just quit our jobs, packed everything up, moved to my dad's
2: farm. And why don't you go ahead and take it from there? (laughs) So I would call you and leave you a message and be like, Hey, Lacey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. I'm looking at places for us. And yeah. And then a few days later, Lacey, I mean, I don't know why you're not returning my call. If you don't, if you guys don't want to live with us, that's fine. You know? Um, and then I'd call again a few days later and be like, what did I do to upset you <laughs> so much that you're not calling me? I don't understand this. And it just got worse and worse until I was like, okay, we don't have to be friends anymore, but I just have to know that you're Okay. And I happened to have a bar regular who at the time was a secret service agent. So I was talking to him and some other people in the bar. And I was like, you know, my friend and her husband, they're just kind of, or my friend and her boyfriend, they're just kind of missing. I'm not sure what happened. They stopped returning my phone calls. It's not like her to not return my phone calls. So he started telling me about what I would have to do to file a missing persons report. and. Other people who worked there also knew you and yeah. then a rumor mill started. It did.
0: It did. And so, <laughs> so I finally, after, I mean, it was a couple weeks and I, like, we were so busy with the the moving and then I was up there with my family and we're seeing them again. And I just hadn't got a new phone charger and I'm like, I'm not thinking about it. So I finally charged my phone and I have like 40 fucking messages. <laughs> majority of them are from you and they get like increasingly more annoyed <laughs> and then and then in the middle of all of that i get this phone call from my friend Jake so we need to understand how many degrees away Jake was from you so Jake was somebody that i knew who went to a catholic school that didn't have a drama program And some of the musical theater kids would come to my public high school because my public high school was famous for musical theater. And so that was how I met him. He had nothing to do with you, lived in the same town as my parents. So we're talking from Baltimore to about 45 minutes away, is where he was living. So, in the middle of all your messages, I get this message from Jake, and it just says, Girl, why the fuck is the FBI looking for you? What the fuck <laughs> did you do? <laughs> <laughs> to this day, still, do not even recall like how the connections went, but it was people heard it in the Dominic. bar. And it's because they were in the gay scene when that was still a little more underground. I think uh. that may have been the connection. And so I was like kind of blown away. And and the funniest part is I I considered for a second, I was like, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, so that that is the story of how Christy sicked the FBI on me once. Um, yeah, I don't even, God, I've done a lot of weird things in my life.
2: That was hilarious. You've been, there,
0: you've been there for a lot of them.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I, we've known each other longer than we didn't know each other.
0: True, because we're so
2: old now that that's a fact.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then I had to come clean that we had booked it to New York, and um, and we weren't we weren't going to end up living with each other. And you were just like, "You are such an asshole."
2: <laughs> you were like, "Well, I couldn't check my voicemail because I didn't have my phone charger." But back then, you had to have a code. Phones. That's right. You you had to have a code to check your voicemail. So you could have called your phone number from any phone in the world and put in your four digit code and you could have heard my messages, but it didn't occur to you. It was just so funny. Well, you know,
0: I get get lost in my head sometimes and I just completely forget that there are other people on the planet.
2: Uh Uh-huh. That's (laughs) fine. It happens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So yeah,
0: well, then that incident, us going to New York, began this long-term, long-distance friendship that we've had. Because even though our friendship's been 20-some-odd years, we only lived near each other for, what? A couple of years. Two? Yeah, yeah, two maybe. Because from, from New York, that was when Kelly and I, Kelly joined the Navy, we eloped, and then we moved to, well,
2: Pensacola Florida for six months which was like
0: oh well before that when when,
2: but when he first went to boot camp or basic or whatever it is um you called me one morning at like seven o'clock in the morning and Caleb and I had closed the bar so we had only been asleep since about four o'clock in the morning yeah and you called me in a panic and you're like my dad's going crazy Mm -hmm. you know Kelly's in Florida. I don't know what to do. I don't I don't uh, know. he where was I'm... in
0: uh Chicago actually is where okay.
2: We stand, yeah that's yeah, true. we okay. haven't gone to
0: Florida yet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you're freaking out and you're like, I don't know, my dad is freaking out and he's he's throwing me out and he's having a psychotic episode and I was like, Well just come here. Mm-hmm. That it was that simple. Just come here. And then I go to mm-hmm. get back in bed and Caleb's like, Who was that? And I was like, It was Lacey. She's gonna come live with us for a little while and he's like, What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did And so you know what You know what We missed one very Important detail of your fucking Wedding So Kelly wasn't able to go to the wedding Because we were in Pensacola at the time And he was Not allowed to travel Because he was still like a baby Sailor In sea school So I had to fly there by myself and why was that an issue? Do you, do you remember why flying to your wedding was a little bit scary? Well, because you checked your bridesmaid's Mm-mm. dress. Well, that, no. I'm talking about the murderous rampage that was happening during your
2: <gasps> Oh, my wedding. God. Yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. The yeah. DC sniper. The,
0: the DC sniper was on the loose during your wedding. And so I was safe in Florida watching this on the news and I had to fly to Baltimore, which for people who don't know, Baltimore and DC are very close. And like some 40 minutes apart. Yeah, some of the shootings were happening in that area.
2: They were none of them were actually I don't think any of them were in Howard County. Yeah. Um they they were all a little bit south, but they were in Kingdom stomping grounds.
0: Yeah. And where the fairgrounds were. I think so, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Around the area. But I do recall I, I landed and you said, I think like we have to get gas. And I'm like, these people were being shot at the gas stations. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what's going on? And you're like, well, don't worry. Someone was just shot about an hour ago. So it's probably not going to be another one for a little <laughs> while. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. And so, and so. And then, you know, while we're, like, at the Renaissance Festival, which is, you know, at the southern, like, the fairgrounds were closer to the area where people were being shot. And we're, like, out on a stage all day. And I remember thinking, like, God, I hope we don't, like, get killed because this wedding's really awesome. I can't believe we forgot <laughs> that detail. <laughs> so, right. So, my dad did go crazy. Um, It's kind of what he was known for. <laughs> And I mean, moving up there was just an absolute insane idea anyways. Um, but yeah, so so then I I packed up all of our stuff, moved it back to Maryland, put it in, was it in storage? I feel like I can't remember where I put all our shit. But the dogs, our, our two dogs stayed at my in-laws and I was at your apartment because your apartment happened to be like four seconds from my in-laws house.
2: Yes. But you could not have lived with them. That would have made you <laughs> <Yeah>. even crazier <laughs> right. So
0: I came
2: and I lived with you.
0: and at the time, so I had been working up in New York at like a hippie food co-op or something, and I hurt my back there. Remember? And so oh I was yeah,
2: still,
0: so you I were so high recovering. on
2: painkillers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I was still, I was recovering from this like back injury and I was taking painkillers and muscle relaxers. And I thought that I was going to help you like clean the house a little bit. And after I had made lunch and what did
2: you come home to find? Do you remember? Oh my God. I walk into my (laughs) apartment and the place is filled with smoke and she's got windows open and trying to get the smoke to go away. And I come into the kitchen. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And you were like, well, my lunch bubbled over and well, you just have to burn that off.
0: So instead of, instead of scrubbing the stove, I turned the burners on high and tried to burn off the shit that had bubbled onto the stove. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so the Walmart, that was fun.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> and I was convinced that that was the right way to do things. And in hindsight, I feel like I may have taken too many muscle
2: relaxers. <laughs> Maybe, maybe.
0: I got, sometimes I forget how many really just silly stories we have.
2: We do have a lot of fun silly stories. <clears throat> yeah.
0: God, I can't wait to see you again.
2: I know I miss this you. Is weird, like
0: because even even with being apart, like living on different coasts, we've managed to see each other at least every couple of years with one of us traveling. um, And then also it helps that my parents live near you. So I'm out
2: there. for Well, and then anytime anyone, either one of us has like a major surgery, we fly across the country to help each other. (laughs) Spoiler alert. She's
0: about to have brain surgery.
2: (laughs) So I had to go have a CT angiogram and I, I don't know. I had to have a lot of tests, but yeah, turns out I had a rather significant aneurysm in my brain. Which you, so, you didn't even find out the extent of that until
0: after the brain surgery. Right. So we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah.
2: So yeah. they have to do this test before they actually do the surgery um, and you have to be awake for it. So I'm awake and they're threading a camera up through my femoral artery all the way into my brain. And they had to. So find the femoral
0: the, for for people that don't know, so the the femoral starts in your thigh. So they made a cut, put a camera it, in through your thigh, yeah. And so then it's in, your, in my it up groin, basically,
2: yeah. So yeah. they've they've cut into my major artery in my groin, and they send this camera up to my brain, um, and then they had to take pictures, which is why I had to be awake for it because they would tell me to hold my breath so that they could get a nice clear picture. And I was like, I don't think I can do that. And they're like, oh, you're going to be so stoned. It'll be fine. And I was. They gave me some good drugs that day. So so little
0: small, uh, uh, small perk of having a brain disorder, excellent drugs. Like yes. good drugs.
2: Yes, excellent <laughs> drugs.
0: So something to look forward
2: to in case your brain ever goes fucking haywire. Right. So, yeah. So I had that procedure done. And most aneurysms are a bit of a bubble on your blood vessel. Mine was Mm -hmm. a double bubble, like almost Mm -hmm. heart-shaped. And depending on where it is on the blood vessel and where it is in your brain will determine what type of surgery, you know, what's Mm -hmm. the best course. So. And they
0: did give you two options, correct?
2: Yeah. So one of the options would have been a coil where they would, again, Mm -hmm. thread that up through my femoral artery and basically put a coil in the blood vessel and I'm not a doctor. I don't exactly understand it. Um, but that particular surgery can reverse basically. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's not necessarily a lifelong fix. The other option.
0: Had you chosen, had you chosen the coil, you wouldn't have had the, Uh, stress and pressure of having done nothing, knowing that aneurysm could burst at any moment. However, the coil could also fail
2: eventually.
0: So for peace of mind, you chose option number two, which was what?
2: So I figured, I'm 40 years old, I'm young enough, and I'm strong enough to handle a craniotomy. So Mm -hmm. that's what we decided.
0: Um, So they cut off your head. No, wait. (laughs) 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 <laughs> wait! 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 No! 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 That's wait. not
2: what they did. <laughs>
0: wait. Let me let me back up. They scalped you,
2: <laughs> basically. So <laughs> they, took,
0: they removed a portion of your skull. How about that?
2: Yeah they they literally ah, did, okay. and they had like they shaved a good good majority of my head, and yeah, like they, they and you had they, some long ass hair too. <laughs> my hair was almost down. It was like three quarters of the way down my back, yeah. and then when the doctor pre-surgery told me I'm going to shave your the top and the left side of your head. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's when I got really <laughs> upset. <laughs> oh. So I went yeah. out to my hairdresser and I had her give me a faux hawk. And I was like, I'm going to have a little fun for the n- next couple of weeks before my surgery. Um, mm-hmm. so then he shaves so a good portion. I had of-
0: that faux hawk <laughs> at our Las Vegas wedding and it was very fitting.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I kept it short for a couple of years. Yeah. So yeah, so I had brain surgery. Um I was in the hospital so for they, a week. So they
0: took a piece they took a piece off of your head and then they go in there <laughs> and they find your double bubble. And then and what do they do to it?
2: They put these teeny tiny little metal clamps on it. And they clamp off the bubbles. Um and it's some kind of metal that is not magnetic. I don't know exactly what it is. I'm I'm not a brain surgeon.
0: Right. Like you can fly. And go through the...
2: I can go through an MRI. That's the most important thing.
0: All the things you can go through. Yeah. And kind of scanning and your brain won't break.
2: Right. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, on Cinco de Mayo 2016, I had brain surgery. Um, I was in the hospital for a week. And then...
0: And then I showed up.
2: So no, I, think I, I gave my you like
0: two or three days at home and then I, just, yeah.
2: So okay. my surgery was on a Thursday. I got out the following, I don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday when I got out of the hospital and then that weekend you had flown in to your mom and you hung out with your mom for a little while. And then she mm-hmm. brought you to my house. Yeah, and- I always
0: do the double thing every time I fly out there. I have to see everybody because you guys are like neighbors, considering where I live. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Right. So so I'm my mom, and then I came and stayed with you for I don't remember how long.
2: I don't know a few, a few at least a few days, maybe a week. Yeah, I, I don't think know. it Might have been
0: like a long weekend or something, but yeah, it was it was a little while. But
2: you, you had come with the intention of taking care of me. Yes. Because we thought that I was going to be feeble.
0: No, you were not having any of that. We were out. We were out in Ellicott City. We were shopping. We were having brunch. You were like, fuck this brain surgery. I'm fine. Um, Yeah, my doctor was was nice enough. I was going to like feed you chicken soup because you couldn't use your (laughs) arms. I didn't know what to expect.
2: (laughs) I didn't know either.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know people with having fucking brain surgery. And you were like, no, let's get brunch. Okay. Yeah.
2: And my doctor was nice enough that he left me a little strip of hair, so I had a comb over while you did it grew out. Took about yeah, a year I- to fully grow out the comb over.
0: Yeah. I remember that. But it looked—it actually looked good. It just looked like a trendy haircut is what it looked like. You know, yeah. It wasn't like
2: you were walking down the
0: street and people were like, oh, she had brain surgery.
2: Right. And my grandmother had bought me all these hats. And I didn't have to wear them.
0: Because... Because that's what women in her generation did—they wore hats.
2: Yeah. Were they
0: were they big and fluffy?
2: No, that's I the like. They told me my mom and my grandmother they were powerless to do anything, so they were like, "We want you to go to Kohl's.com and make a wish list, you know, and things that will be comfortable for you to wear, and maybe some hats because yeah. they're shaving your head." And so I made this ridiculous wish list, and thinking, "Oh, they'll get me a few things." Mm -hmm. They bought me every single thing that I had put on my wish list, which was super nice of them. It was like, you know, Mm -hmm. comfortable pajamas and comfortable bras and, I don't know, just lots of hats.
0: So let's hit hit two quick points. One, tell everyone what it was like the moments before going under anesthesia, knowing that there was a genuine possibility you might not survive the surgery. And then tell them what the doctor told you about your double bubble afterward.
2: Afterwards. So yeah. allowing them to take me back for brain surgery is the scariest thing I've ever done in my life.
0: Oh, I was waiting by the phone. I was waiting for the text yeah. that you were awake because I was like losing my fucking mind.
2: Um. So out in the waiting room, I had Caleb and my mother and my sister and my father and my dad was trying to, quote, help my mom get through it, which really my mom wanted her, her, him to leave her alone. Um, so yeah, anyway, we could I had, do a
0: whole other podcast. About yeah, her dad. that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, Our dads. We'll do a dad's podcast.
2: Yeah. And then later on in the day, my mother-in-law and father-in-law came to the hospital. And, you know, so I had I had to basically say. Goodbye Goodbye. to my parents and my sister and my, and then my husband, um,
0: but just in case goodbye. Yeah. And I told you, I very distinctly remember telling you that if you fucking died, I was going to fucking kill you.
2: (laughs) 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 Don't you dare. Right. And I remember the doctor came back and he was like, Oh, you're like, before the surgery, he's like, Oh, you got your hair cut. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, you're going to shave my head. So I figured I'd get you mostly most of the way there. Um, and I remember I said to him, I don't expect you, I don't care what you do with my hair. I don't expect you to be a hairdresser. I expect you to be the best goddamn neurosurgeon in this (laughs) hospital today. (laughs) That's what I I hope that you paid attention in school on aneurysm day, you know,
0: (laughs) aneurysm day. It's just one day. It's like a four, it's a, it's a, it's a four hour course. They go in, they go, this is an aneurysm clip it. It's done. That's it. Oh, and and being a doctor is easy.
2: little, little side note. A couple of weeks before the surgery, before the surgery, my grandmother was like, "Well, did your doctor study under Doctor Ben Carson? Because I really oh, like no. Doctor Ben Carson." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know. I'll ask him at my next appointment." So I asked him. Cause and he that was is like,
0: where, for those who don't know, that is where Ben Carson practiced medicine was yep. at
2: Johns. He, he was an incredible pediatric neurosurgeon, and so my neurosurgeon did his pediatric neurosurgery rotation under Dr. Carson. And I actually was able to find a photo on Google of the two of them together. And so I was able to show my grandmother, look, this is them together. Look, this it's going to a- be fine.
0: <laughs> it's going to be fine.
2: Yeah. So, so, yeah. So
0: you went through the brain surgery, you did wake up and then the doctor told you what about your aneurysm? He
2: said, by the well, way, okay. Had so not
0: done this surgery.
2: What? Uh, he said I was a very, very lucky young woman, and that if we hadn't done the surgery, I had two, maybe three years, and it was going to explode and kill me pretty much instantly. Right. So because
0: your double bubble was what they call thin, it had been.
2: It was the, so thin the walls of my blood the remaining, vessel, remaining
0: like membrane of the blood yeah, vessel, was about
2: was close to breaking. It was so thin that the doctor could see the blood moving through the blood vessel um, and so the
0: punchline to this whole fucking story is had you not developed MS, I'd be dead an incidental
2: MRI you would be dead right now yes, yes. yep so MS saved saved life. my life and you know the brain surgery made me decide I have to start doing my bucket list stuff. You know, so since then, um, I've been to Vegas twice. I've been, yep. Yeah, I went <laughs> to, I went on a cruise. I don't think I ever need to do that again, but my mom really wanted <laughs> me to go, so we well, went your on. Your mother a, is
0: of the uh, of the uh, boomer cruising generation.
2: She loves it. It's fun for her. Yeah. So. Yeah, so my sister and my mother and I went on a cruise out of New Orleans. Um, I need to spend more time in New Orleans. That was not enough time there. Uh, I went snorkeling. Just to,
0: clear, just to be clear, this is your black sister, correct? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <just fucking> <laughs> only one. Um, well, it's, the only, yeah. it's
0: the only one, and she's darker than we are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're the whitest oh person God. ever. You burn ever. if you even think about going outside. So
0: that's actually true. That is actually true. <laughs> all, I, all I have to do is see sunshine outside of a window and I start to turn pink.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is
0: um, and you have been to the beach with me several times and had to deal with the reflection from my white ass leg. I mean, like, <laughs> like, can we talk about the time that you turned 40? Oh, God. Yes. So <laughs> so for everybody that is that, that's listening, Christy is three years older than me. Her birthday is November 14th. And so this year you will turn 46. Uh-huh. And then six days later, I will turn 43.
2: Yes. Yes. So, so when you
0: were turning 40.
2: I decided I wanted to have a big-ass house party. And yep. I wanted everybody to drink 40s for my 40th. 40s so, for 40. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was talking to Lacey and I'm like, I'm really, you know, sad that you live so far away. I'd love it if you could be at my house party. And then, I don't know. So
0: secretly. Well. I let, did.
2: So a few so days before my birthday. Right, right, right. Lacey took a picture of herself a selfie in front of FedEx. And she was like, "Yes, a package is coming your way for your birthday. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then my husband was being real sketchy about leaving work that Friday. And he was like, well, you know, I got to go pick up my boss and his wife from the airport. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Meanwhile,
0: so you live about 15 minutes From the airport.
2: If that, yeah.
0: If that, which is hilarious because that's about my distance from the airport here in Seattle too. So, um, okay. so, So unbeknownst to Christy, what I had done was contact her husband and said, I'm going to be there for her 40th birthday. Do not tell her. So I played this like long ass con. I didn't mail her any fucking package. I just went and found a FedEx, stood in front of it and took a selfie. Oh. And was like, <laughs> package coming your way. So I, I fly in. Caleb picks me up. We drive to your house and like your home. So I'm like crouched and like crawling up to the front stoop. Because I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if people know, but in Baltimore, it's not a It's porch, a stoop. It's a stoop. Yeah, it's <laughs> so a stoop. So I'm like I'm like crawling to the stoop. So you don't see me out the window.
2: Like to this stoop is, I- is actually a verb. Like yes, w- we stoop. Correct. <laughs>
0: stooping is a verb in, well, I shouldn't even say Baltimore. I should say stooping is a verb in Balmer.
2: Balmer. Because Balmer.
0: That's how it's pronounced. <laughs> Balmer. Baltimore is Balmer. So anyways, I'm like crawling up there, trying to make sure you don't see me out the front bay. Cause you have that big bay window there.
2: Right. So I told Caleb, I was like, when you go inside, say to her, "Hey, there's a package out front." No, no, no. Right? You you
0: texted me. Oh, I text me. you? Yes. So while so while he's in there like or uh, as we pulled up in the car, I texted her and I was like, "Just got a notification from FedEx. They say your package is there. Have you gotten it yet?" And you were like, "No, not yet." And at that moment, Caleb's walking in the house and he says, "There's a package outside." So she comes. She opens the door. And I just said, hi.
2: And she went. And
0: And then I turned and walked away. I've never seen you cry like that ever. Like ever in our entire friendship.
2: Oh
0: my God. (laughs) I, it was the best surprise.
2: It was really, (laughs) really incredible. Um, It was an amazing birthday surprise. You're really, really good at birthday surprises.
0: So I'm really good at just surprises in general. I love to give people surprises, but if somebody tries to surprise me, I'll have oh, you like hate a it. panic attack. Yep. <laughs> I'll have a panic attack. I'll cry. I'll need like three days of alone time to get over the shock. <laughs> 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 I can't do it. I can't deal with surprises, but I'm pretty freaking good at them.
2: Um, you're also like no. such a sleuth that no one can put anything past you. So we can't give you a surprise nope. because That's you're right. like, what are you doing? What are you like? Why are you being shady?
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Because because I'm tuned in because I don't want that <laughs> shit. I don't want to be surprised. <laughs> surprises, I will find you out. Don't even try it. Just don't fucking do it.
2: We went to go get the 40s at the liquor store and we got the shopping cart and we bought. Oh, my God. I don't know. thirty. Dummy. 40s and the so people at the and store the woman, were like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, yeah, oh, I'm the woman a party. That,
0: that checked us out. So that, so for people who don't know in Maryland, uh, they have the, the liquor stores are separate. You don't get shit in the grocery store like you do in some other States. Like all of the liquor is. And not just uh, liquor, it, but beer a,
2: and wine, everything beer is in and one wine, store.
0: Everything, everything is in a separate store. That just happens to be the legality of the state. So, but we went in with, like, a legit shopping cart and just packed this shit full of 40 ounces of malt liquor and go up there. Meanwhile, I mean, we're two small, middle-aged, like, white women. And the the woman at the gas register was like, what y'all doing?
2: (laughs) I was like, we're having a house party. I'm 40. We're We're having 40s for my 40. (laughs) 40s for 40. And she was like, oh, hey. All right. Hi. Hello.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the listeners may notice a difference in sound uh, because this little portion is being recorded. Much much later. Yeah. So the original was recorded in March and this is being recorded in July because what happened was (laughs) we got just I mean it was. It wasn't so much you as it was me, but I got just incoherent. I rambled. I got really drunk on fucking mimosas, and I didn't feel like it was usable, so I asked you to come back for this clip, and here you are.
2: I'm pretty sure I was pretty drunk on mimosas, too, so... I know,
0: but you're, you're way less obnoxious.
2: So here we go with the end take two.
0: <laughs> so, but the <laughs> funny part about it is we tried to throw this together just like right before the podcast came out. We're both busy people. I'm planning for... A party tomorrow, and so as on. are you, yeah. yeah and um, so we've both been drinking again, <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't had uh,
2: enough to eat today.
0: So. Oh my god, that's <laughs> too much. So, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I just want to say, like, listening through it and the stories, like some of the stuff I pulled out because it was just totally rambling. A lot of it at the end. Most it it was most of it at the end, but um. <laughs> So what was included in the podcast, what everybody just heard, it's like how we met, how we became friends, your wedding, a little sort of mention of my collection of them. (laughs) The, uh, you know, the FBI, your brain surgery, your 40th birthday. There's so many more stories and and especially like the two times that we've had conflict and stopped speaking to each other for a little while.
2: Did we even get uh, to that?
0: We talked a little bit about the most recent one, but it was the last, it it was the last thing that we talked about, and it was just so rambling, and, you know, when, if, if I thought that the listeners would be wasted when they listen to the podcast,
2: maybe. (laughs) Then it might make sense.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like, when you're around people and you're wasted and they're wasted, everything's fucking brilliant, but if you're just
2: listening to a couple of drunks. It's obnoxious.
0: (laughs) At least I'm fucking obnoxious, <laughs> I'll tell you
2: that. Well, I, was, I still um, haven't heard it. And since we recorded this four months ago, I don't fucking remember what we said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's some great stories, and it's a lot of laughing. And um, so anyways, here we are at, at the the ending uh, take two. And I just want to say, like, we're going to have to record some more podcasts because there's so much more about our friendship. It's hard to put 20-some years in, uh, uh like... Ninety minutes, if that. I don't even know how long it's going to end up. But anyway, we're going to have to do it again next season. Okay, that's your official invitation.
2: Yeah, that sounds great.
0: <laughs> also, now that we're doing a flash forward here, we should talk about Lost. We've been recording that. Hey, uh, Lost in my forties. We are almost finished with season one, and It'll all come I. Back around.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: if I. If I can say, I'm pretty sure you're enjoying yourself.
2: I've absolutely been having so much fun doing the Lost podcast. I loved the show when it came out. Um, This was, like, at the very beginning of DVR, and I didn't have Mm -hmm. a DVR yet. So I actually learned how to program my VCR for Lost, because I worked on Thursday night. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, it came on Thursday nights and I worked on Thursday nights. So I was like, well, I have to record this because now I'm hooked. And so I love that we're revisiting it because I have not rewatched the whole series. Uh, Yeah. So so I did one
0: time, I did one time and it was with Ben. And then now just like watching it for to produce the show, I'm watching it like three to four times an episode because I'm making timelines and, you know, watching it and taking notes and like whatever. Um, But anyway, yeah, I'm I'm just really excited about that. And it's really fun that we're doing it together and that we're doing it with, like, Ben and his old friend as well. I mean, old as in from a long time. Well, we're all old. That's why it's called Lost in My
2: 40s. And I've been enjoying getting getting to know Derek.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's been really fun. And obviously, for the listeners, you learned a little bit about Derek last week.
2: So... Holy shit, that episode was crazy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So... Anyways, um, thank you for coming back just to say goodbye properly. The ending of our other recording was fucking hilarious because we were just like drunk and like, "Okay, bye," and there was no official end, nothing. It was abrupt and hilarious. But um, I thought
2: maybe we were like cackling by the end or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I screamed a few times. It was in all of it was just awful. <laughs> Anyways. Um, are right. The,
2: we're those besties that get obnoxious when we get together, so.
0: I know. It's actually, it's, it's sad so for people fun. in, like, restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always about, I'm always, like, a few decibels louder when I'm with you, because we just, we just talk, we, like, match each other and then raise each other, and eventually we're just screaming
2: at each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we should record. It's not a lie. Next, so, for the listeners, uh, next month, <laughs> we are going to the beach together. Yeah. Um, and so, that second night, it's just you and me, and we're going to go out to dinner, and we should yeah. just, like, record that on our cell phones or something. just because.
0: <laughs> oh, well, you want to, like, we can go live on, well, I can't on Facebook, I'm banned right now, as always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We can figure something out. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. I can't believe we're actually going to the beach next month. And I'm ready. Yes,
2: me too. We need this. I'm
0: ready. It's been a long, it's been a long COVID year. And I'm afraid it's coming back this winter. I'm just
2: glad. Oh, the all of fucking my friends, variants.
0: <laughs> yeah, all of my friends are uh, are vaccinated and, and sane people. So. Yes. All right. Listen, Christy, thanks for popping in so we can say, do like a proper goodbye instead of this weird abrupt ending where no more uh, shenanigans can be taken. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, obviously you're one of my bestest friends in the whole wide world and oldest friends as well. Um... Sometimes I wonder if that has to do with the fact that we didn't live near each other because I'm really obnoxious. and uh,
2: <laughs> We have spent most of our friendship on opposite I posts, So I know. And maybe it just
0: works. Maybe that's why it works because you're definitely my longest, like oldest friend and, and it just works because I don't have to see you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that's not a you thing. That's a, like I'm a hermit kind of thing. But anyways. All right. So... Uh, next season, we'll do another one of these. We'll talk more about the things that that we missed. And um, in September, we'll be on our new podcast together, which is, like, amazing.
2: All right. I love you. I love you. I can't wait to
0: see you. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. Join us in just a few months for more incredible life stories from my family and friends. In the meantime, subscribe and download mowage that's M-A-W-W-A-G-E, for more of me and more of Ben. And of course, look for and subscribe to Lost in My 40s in your favorite podcast app right now. And go to Facebook, like the Facebook page, Lost in My 40s, spelled with a four zero S. We'll see you back. In just a few months, for more zero shame stories. Zero Shame Stories is a Space Bear Media production, executive produced by me, Lacey J. Sound engineering and original music by the sexiest husband around, Benjamin Trim. You can reach us at Space Bear underscore Media on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find more of me at zero shame forties on Facebook and TikTok. The views expressed by our guests are not necessarily that of the show. We're just here to give you a
2: voice.